Body is a podcast that discusses managing your health on an individual level, uncovering your body's unique needs, and how a holistic, intuitive approach will help you learn your body so you can live fully. We will cover a wide variety of topics, and you will be provided with straightforward steps you can take to improve your overall health. I am your host, Sarah Stewart of The Nutrition Steward, holistic nutritionist, holistic health practitioner, wife, Star Wars fanatic, lover of plants, dinosaurs, and chocolate. This podcast is informational and should not replace medical intervention nor the advice of a professional. Let's get into today's episode. Hey friend, thank you for being here with me today. You are listening to episode nine of Learn Your Body. This episode is part three in a series of episodes where I will be talking about how substances can cause nutrient deficiencies. I'll be sharing ways to manage these deficiencies with a holistic approach and specific nutrients. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with beneficial information to help you improve your health delivered in about 10 minutes that can be easily understood and implemented. This is all from a holistic approach, and if you aren't familiar with what that means, I highly recommend listening to episode one. Now, episode seven is actually part one of this series, so if you go listen to that one first, it will give some basic background about the upcoming episodes in this series. Today, we are going to be discussing caffeine, some of its effects, and what nutrient deficiencies can arise due to its use. At the end, I will outline some ways to manage this. Okay, so there was so much information about caffeine I wanted to get out there and share with you. I decided to break this episode further down into two segments. Both are available to you right now, so you can listen to the next segment immediately after this one. And full disclosure, I consume caffeine, but I often get to points where I know I need to eliminate it for a period of time if I start to depend on it too much. I personally always feel my best when I'm not drinking it, but eliminating caffeine was a huge part of managing my anxiety and some other health issues I had going on. It took time for me to find out I had a severe caffeine sensitivity. So this is something I have to stay hyper aware of and conscious about when I choose to consume it. So this isn't me telling you to never have it or that it is bad for you, but I do want you to know how it could be affecting your body. All right, let's get started. What is caffeine? Caffeine is a psychoactive drug in the class of stimulants. Psychoactive means it affects the mind. Some of the other items under this psychoactive umbrella are alcohol, nicotine, pain medications, marijuana, and that's just to name some of them. With stimulants, messages traveling between the brain and the body get sped up, and activity is increased in the brain and nervous system. It can make you feel more focused, more alert, refreshed. Caffeine actually induces a dopamine release, which is a feel-good neurotransmitter. 
You can find caffeine in over 60 species of plants in the world. It comes from coffee bean seeds, cacao beans, also the leaves and buds of tea. Caffeine in its pure form is a bitter white powder, and it's a natural insecticide found in certain plants. This was a natural evolution that occurred. Caffeine in this form is extremely powerful, and even the smallest amount can be fatal. I found this piece of information really fascinating. In many plants native to South America, South Africa, and East Asia, these plants began to produce this substance known as caffeine in order to fight off insects. Caffeine affects the nervous systems and predatory insects like mosquitoes and mealworms, so their growth and behavior is compromised. Harvard scientists found that the addition of caffeine to regular pesticides made them more effective. Isn't that crazy? So there's a fun fact for you to use on your next coffee date. Caffeine can be both natural, so plant-derived, or synthetic. Coffee beans, tea, and chocolate will usually contain natural caffeine. Sodas, energy drinks, supplements will usually contain synthetic caffeine. Sometimes there is an extract containing natural caffeine, but it really just depends on the product. Naturally derived caffeine and synthetic caffeine are chemically identical. However, the body absorbs synthetic caffeine quicker, so the effects come on quicker, and so does the crash thereafter. There is practically no supervision over the production of synthetic caffeine, and manufacturers aren't required to identify caffeine in their products. Synthetic caffeine has also been known to amplify the effect of over-the-counter medications. When it comes to sodas and energy drinks, caffeine is an added substance claimed to be there to improve the taste, but it's up for debate on if this is actually true. About 40 years ago, the FDA considered banning caffeine in soda, but the soft drink industry claimed that caffeine was an important ingredient and that it balanced out the taste. Synthetic caffeine is cheaper to create, of course, so many companies opt to use it over a natural plant-derived source. Synthetic caffeine also undergoes a process with many steps, including exposure to harsh chemicals. So let's talk a little bit about how caffeine affects the body. The effects are similar between synthetic and plant-derived, except for, like I mentioned, synthetic caffeine will absorb and affect you a little bit faster. Caffeine has different effects on each person based on their size, if there are underlying conditions present, and while some can consume more and not be bothered, others may be extremely sensitive to it. You can feel the effects of caffeine around 15 to 30 minutes after consuming it, and it can linger for up to six hours. It can make you feel more alert, but it also can promote anxious feelings, stomach pains, headaches, restlessness. Children and adults who consume energy drinks containing caffeine may also suffer from sleep problems and anxiety. 
like with any drug, you can experience withdrawal symptoms once quitting or lessening. Withdrawal symptoms can range from anxiety to fatigues, headaches, and irritability. The stress hormones cortisol and adrenaline may circulate in larger amounts due to the caffeine intake. And while these chemicals do have true natural function in the body, overexposure can put you at risk for chronic health problems. A stress response can increase insulin, and too much insulin can contribute to rising inflammation in the body. Caffeine can compromise your insulin sensitivity, which is very problematic because the lower your insulin sensitivity is, the higher at risk you are for diseases like type 2 diabetes, polycystic ovarian syndrome, or PCOS, and cardiovascular disease. Caffeine contributes to the depletion of vital nutrients, and it can interfere with how well well, we absorb essential minerals. So B vitamins and also essential minerals like magnesium, iron, calcium, all with their very own important job in our body. B vitamins are like our natural source of energy. So what kind of feelings do you think could ensue if they are depleted? Caffeine intake can contribute to decreased appetite, insomnia, anxiety, malnutrition, faster heartbeat, among many other things. And for my smokers out there, you may find this interesting. Nicotine interferes with the body's ability to absorb caffeine, so it can take a smoker a larger amount of caffeine to feel its effects. So if you quit smoking, you may find that you actually need less caffeine or even desire less caffeine. The acidity in coffee can contribute to digestive issues, heartburn, and even a gut imbalance. And if you want to know how important and vital gut health is to overall health, I have a whole bunch of information about that in episode 6. A component and organic acid of the neurotransmitter serotonin known as the happy chemical tends to be elevated in the urine of coffee drinkers, which means that if you are a coffee drinker, you may be at a greater risk for lower levels of serotonin synthesis in the brain. Caffeine intake can disrupt many of the functions in which serotonin is needed, like mood, energy, sleep, and bowel function. Caffeine can affect how medications are absorbed in the body, specifically levothyroxine and tricyclic antidepressants. This can make symptoms even worse because your medications are not working as well. Proper drug metabolism and detoxification in the liver may be hindered due to certain elements in caffeine. Caffeine use has also been implicated in fertility issues and menstruation complications and cyst-related disorders in women. So after learning about all of the things that caffeine can do in our body and the fact that it is a drug, is it addictive? There is a little debate about this and it really depends on who you ask. Some will not refer to it as an addiction or addictive substance because it doesn't tend to cause the same kind of repercussions that other drugs may cause. Others prefer to call it a dependence. And others will say that even though it does provoke a dopamine release, that it is not enough to trigger the reward center in your brain. But the American Society of Addiction Medication defines addiction as a primary chronic disease of brain reward, motivation, memory, and related circuitry. And it's been shown that withdrawal from caffeine products can have a serious 
impact and cause cravings, irritability, anxiety, and headaches. So I want to know, do you feel that if you need a substance in order to function, that it is an addiction? Is a substance that requires a withdrawal period a substance that you can become addicted to? I would love to hear your thoughts on this one. You can check out the second portion of this episode right now, and we will be talking about if you can overdose on caffeine, how much caffeine is in certain items, and how to manage your caffeine habit or come off of it if you feel that that would be best for your health. Thank you so much for sharing this time and space with me. I look forward to next time. And until then, please remember there is only one you. You matter and you deserve individualized care. I'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate it? It only takes a moment and increases the chances of this information making its way to others who may need it. This podcast was produced, edited, recorded, and brought to you by me, Sarah Stewart. Check out the show notes for resources and ways that we can connect.